our forlorn cop is making some hella fire deductions and the deduction is that I was wrong on episode 8. It was very hard for me to understand what I was looking at, but it wasn't Econ our majesty. It wasn't him dead. <laughs> I don't think. I hope he's not dead, but anyway, it wasn't him as the little boy on the storefront, which I thought was in the Republic. It ended up being forlorn cop as a little kid watching Peha, our crown prince, mourn his father's death. It was televised You can say stuff like that, and nobody's going to hear what you're saying because it's ridiculous. And so that now he's putting all these pieces together and he's trying to confront her and tell her that, you know, wow, so you know, the entire time, the king was actually the real king. She struggles to face him with this. He goes away and buries himself in alcohol. It says, forget work and everything. I don't know this is how they are. He can't go to work because he goes and he just wants out and run in the karaoke Thank you. 
but it's more so because he's tipped off by his little lemming, you know, his little henchman tells him that, hey, I ain't been able to get in contact with that restaurant owner forever. As a matter of fact, his door is shuttered. His restaurant is closed. And evil uncle's like, oh, a wrinkle. I don't like wrinkles. You know, mister, I'm, you know, evil everywhere. So now I have to make a move. And he does, and he calls the phone. And by the point, by the time that the king and his uncle have an opportunity to cross paths again, the uncle knows that he's calling the king. The king, the uncle is nobody's fool because you can't do what he did and be dumb. And so he knows by the time he calls this phone that he's calling the king. And so it's one of those eerie phone calls where the person don't even say, you know, you'll say, oh, they don't even have to do that. He just picks the phone up and starts talking and he talks in riddle, meaning the king, because when he was a little kid, he was laying, sitting on the floor, reading a sword, which back in the day, everything was kanja, which is Chinese. And until the writing system by Sejong was created, Koreans wrote in Chinese and only the astute, only the, uh, only those with nobility usually could read because there was no reason to read like that when you were trying to, I don't know, survive day to day. Writing and reading was a luxury. The bottom line is this. He's reading this sword, which is in conch or let's just say Chinese, okay? Um, and he gets to a piece of the passage that he can't translate because he's only nine or something. You know, he's doing a swell job, you know, right now, but... No, he can't read that part because he can't remember what it says. And Uncle rolls up and he's like, you know, the seaweed grows on the left side of the beach because of the waves at high noon or something like that. And this is what Egon does. He recites to Evil Unc the passage that he could not translate. Evil Unc is not saying a word. Okay, he's just listening. And I love this part because that whole passage he said about the seaweed and the sea, guys, which did not say that, but uh, is basically him saying, I know it's you, you piece of shite. And basically off with your head or something, you know, it, I like the innuendo. I love the, the, I just love the fact that he was able to say so much without saying anything because those words don't mean anything to, you know, to the watcher except to say that I know it's you and I know you know it's me and since it's us, it's me. As far as Econ and Tail goes, their relationship is just... <laughs> I know, like, it, until this thing is over, you're going to continuously hear me say, I know why I dropped this drama, because this is the drop list, and that's the theme of the dramas that are going to appear in this series. But guys, really, seriously, I can't even describe their romance. It isn't romance. It's so, it is just so, I feel unnecessary. I just find it unnecessary. Um, If this is what you guys want to show me is tender lovingness between two people who like each other 
Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Because I can't do it. You just can't. It's just not believable. Um, They're not selling me. It's not remotely moving. And it's not interesting. And I just wish they would have taken the romance tag out of it. Made it all fantasy. So that a lot of times if I get a... If I watch a drama that doesn't have romance in the tag which is usually an accident but if i do that if there is even the smidgen of the whiff of romance it's always better so had they not been so overt in trying to you know cast this as some epic love story then you know maybe the things that they're doing would have a greater impact on me but when 98 percent of the drama is them running around trying to connect dots and then the other two percent are these two being so these guys are so awkward that i honestly i have never been tempted to fast forward past uh the romance scenes have you ever done that I, that's deep now this is called idox sedan i love 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 dramas if i skip over the lovey dovey scenes your drama is doing i, I think i have to I have got to create a whole nother drama sense category. And I really look forward to thinking about that because this drama is just doing some stuff that's like, no, that's not what you do on a drama. So, Egon has to go back over to the kingdom because at the end of episode eight, he said to our forlorn cop that, hey, it's obvious to me I got to go back over to the kingdom because I am your king and i gotta go be a king or something like that you know so you know this is why Teil and Egon do their little weird strange stilted cold emotionless scenes in the sandy you know freaking wheatgrass of the countryside and you know in korea because he's got to leave and every time he's about to leave she gets tears she gets tears in her eyes guys i have just have to make a pit stop right here and just i just think of any drama you've ever watched that's had just the weakest worst non-chemistry love interest you've ever seen okay and then just imagine that that female lead just her eyes just start watering for no reason at all this is every time she does this it takes me aback her eyes just start watering because she's gonna miss him so much it's like <laughs> she is the worst this actress i cannot she is just not good she is like you know some people are not good actresses and actors because they're just not good but they're trying. It's almost like she's trying to not be good. Instead of trying to be good, but not good. It's like she's trying to be bad. No, if she lost a bet, she lost a bet before she did this drama. <laughs> so the king takes uh right hand man. He he doesn't take right hand man Joe. He leaves right hand man Joe in the Republic because his theory is that he's the only person other than the king that can kill his uncle please do not ask me what logic that makes sense in i don't know if he means 
that you know a royal must somebody in my royal guard has to deal out this royal justice or if he actually thinks that joe is the toughest guy in both worlds i mean <laughs> i love Uthuan, but really you think he's the strongest guy on every planet i just don't know why this is happening and so he takes Uduan with him. Yes, he takes Uduan with him, you know, in soap. And uh, in soap has to get his hair cut and basically come into his right-hand man, Joe, form. And, you know, he's definitely awkward in the palace. He's weird. He's, you know, he's standing up too long at attention and he's almost falling back because he's sleepy and he's cute and you know, he's just harmless and gonna get the fucking king killed because this guy runs when there's a fight. So I don't understand why he's doing this. So one day when the king is back in the palace, he is inside of right hand man Joe's computer, which at this point, other than being so goofy that he should be protected, he should be an endangered species. Unsup's only other quality is that he can hack into a computer so he's able to figure out right-hand man Joe's uh, password so the king can get in. Now the king gets in and he's able to um now please make this make sense for me. Now right-hand man Joe definitely struggles with uh he struggled with the parallel world thing. He was not a believer and he still seems like he's struggling a little bit now but He's much further than he was to the degree that now he doesn't have a choice but to accept it. Please do not ask me why his computer uh, shows the Republic. Like, he's got a surveillance of the Republic. So, the king is sitting there freaking stalking Teula. She walks all over Seoul. Except on one occasion, or one reeling of film where she's walking down a different street this little boy is playing with a yo-yo and he looks at the king all like he can see him or something you know and this spooks the king because then he looks at the date and he looks at her clothes and he's like wait a minute that's not what she had on 10 minutes ago you know so the king is like oh my god somebody is messing with you know stuff you know the the video to the republic has been altered and the timing is off and something else that i don't understand but some of these things they're purposely leaving ambiguous so that i guess so that we keep watching so as i've said in episode eight every time the king or the uncle crosses over there is a noticeable time freeze like time stops and so king knows that okay so when unc comes back I'm going to know it because the time's going to freeze and I'll know he's back at that point. The time of the year for the king to come back, it is New Year's. And so now it's 2020 in the in the uh, kingdom. And the king, he appears on the square and it's super cringe because he's on a freaking horse and everybody else is on the ground. You know, he's the king. He's got to be elevated and people are celebrating because it's the new year. And his uncle, he's been hiding in plain sight all these years. And the reason he's been doing that is because he can. Because instead of being 70 years old, as they have referenced him being 70 in the drama. And I'm like, 
okay, uh, 70, damn, he look good for 70, you know, I'm just thinking this is a Korean 70, because I'm like, damn, I know they comb your hair or whatever in Korea, and they turn you loose looking right, but damn, do they do it that good, even at 70, but it turns out that the uncle is in plain sight, because somehow, some way, do not ask me how, he is able to stop time, and I think that this is the um the video alteration or whatever it was winked and nodded nodded to the fact that you know the uncle has been able to manipulate time whereas it looked like he just wanted to be the king to everybody is that no he wants to be eternal and he wants to live forever and so the king he you know horses past his uncle you know did, doesn't notice him at all because his uncle still looks like he did 25 years ago you know and so he turns his horse around and the only person who's not turned his way ends up being the uncle of which he turns around the uncle because he bought it he a g he ain't scared because he came back to face off with the king and he looks at the king and the king looks at him and the king you know he does his even though I kick doors in and I take my lover voice. I love it when he yells at somebody. And so that's what he did. And, you know, it's like one of those eating, you know, you're dead type of voices. And I loved him doing that. And that ended episode nine. Thank you so much for tuning in for this edition. And I look forward to tuning you in on the next episode.